0: Yo, what's going on guys? On the spot on the spot sports here. I'm Jack.
1: And I'm Tyler.
0: And in today's episode we'll be talking about NBA, NHL, college basketball, and all all that other fun stuff. So Tyler, how are you? I'm
1: doing pretty good, man. How about you? It's been a busy day for you, huh?
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a busy day, but we're thriving. It's currently one oh six AM. So we are we're doing this for the fans, for you guys. So we're gonna grind through this. So let's get into it, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. Let's do it, brother.
0: Alright, so the NBA just started their season. They're about they're three game three games in, I believe.
1: Yeah, the tip off was uh Tuesday, the unofficial tip off.
0: Yeah, so three three games in it's starting to get like seem like an it's going to be a fun and interesting season, don't you think?
1: I definitely think so. I definitely think so. There's with all the new people like moving around in free agency, you never know what could happen. Like some people could predict a lot of the same teams making the playoffs, but you never know if the order could reverse or if, you know, a key player, like let's say for Brooklyn, like, a key player like Kevin Durenick goes down, that could really alter a team's season. So you never know what could happen. I think this is going to be an interesting season with all the uh, faces on uh, different places.
0: For sure. I don't think we've talked about the NBA since we did that preview of a preview of way before we should have.
1: I, I think, yeah, we did like a uh, offseason. Review a little bit, or off-season preview, and then after the off-season, we did like our uh, predictions episode, and we gave like our division predictions, and then our playoff predictions.
0: Yeah, but I think we did the. Uh, we talked about the uh, trades way too early too.
1: Oh man, I mean we did it way before. Like the only move that happened was the Anthony Davis trade.
2: Yeah,
1: and then we uh. We then we were like, oh, we gotta do another one because then everything happened after that. And I think what was it? Do you want to say mid-August, maybe, or something? Yeah, probably
0: wrong? mid-August.
1: NBA episode, but yeah, where we did division predictions and playoff predictions. Um, I usually have a pretty good memory, but I'm I'm struggling to think right now of what my, exactly my playoff predictions were. Yeah, i not not thinking I had the Clippers at number one. I had the Clippers probably winning the
0: title. Yeah, I think I think you had the Clippers at the title. I know I know championship. You had the Clippers for sure. Yeah, but it's probably hard to think for you because it's one o nine in the morning.
1: Well, I was also going to say, if I did pick the Clippers, I think based. I know it's only two three games in, but For the Clippers, what we saw from them in those first two games is pretty remarkable if we want to – are you ready to jump right into it right now? Because, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm about to be ready.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's jump into it.
1: So, Tuesday, Tuesday the 22nd, we had two opening games for the NBA. We had the defending champion, Toronto Raptors. They had their banner night, ring night as well. Um – They took down the New Orleans Pelicans, 130 to 122. It's a
0: high-scoring game for a first game.
1: Uh, I feel like the NBA, with the way the offense and the three-pointer has evolved, this this league is going to be extremely high-scoring. Every year we're going to see more and more points light up the scoreboard.
0: Will we ever get to 200 points, though?
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, in the All-Star game, I feel – it's definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah. All-star well, game. Maybe in the next, like, 10 years, there might be a few 200-point games. That'd be fun to watch.
1: I'm looking at this box score, though, of point score by quarter. I really like to pay attention to that. That's a that's a key step I like to pay attention to. And this one is very eye-popping. Other than the OT, OT we know is, like, five-minute quarters. The lowest amount of points scored in the four quarters was 25 points. The lowest,
0: and that was by the Pelicans in the third quarter.
2: Correct. Dang. So I mean, right here,
1: you're looking at if you're if you're talking about from just this game, they score the minimum 25 points. You're already at 100, and we saw a max. Of uh, thirty-two by t- uh, Toronto in the third quarter, so Toronto scores thirty-two each quarter. You're talking between one, one twenty or a hundred and a hundred twenty-eight. That's that's pretty that's pretty crazy. Wow, I mean, back when the NBA was pretty, a lot in its prime, you know, like that eighties, nineties era, um. You know, my dad and my uncles have been telling me that it's pretty uncommon for teams to get over 100 because it's – I don't even really think it was the offense really was that – like, of all that, I just think the defense was so much more handled. Like, I feel like right now –
0: I feel like there's no defense right now or very minimal defense until you get to the playoffs.
1: It's – defense is at its low. And I feel like people are – uh, I feel like the NBA is starting to not really focus on defense because people know that the that the number one shot that people are going to focus on is that long-range jump, that long two or that three. And it's so hard to defend that three when you have pretty much every single guy in the lineup shooting, you know, at least maybe let's say five threes a game. Even, even your big man centers, like you look at Marcus Soule for the Raptors, he took – so many threes are the playoffs. And I was just shocked because like i said, i'm i'm I haven't really been huge on basketball the past couple of years, but I really picked up in the playoffs, and especially the NBA finals. And Marcus Soul, Big Man Center, was taking a lot of threes for Toronto, and I was like, it, 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 it everyone, everyone's doing that now. It, 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 so I feel like without all these people taking them on the three pointers that they are, the drum shot is so hard to defend because you can give anyone, like, that kind of a look and that's in. And sometimes people just – they don't really try on defense compared to back in the day.
0: Yeah. The only time I see defense, like, that's, like, good defense is in the playoffs. And even
1: that to a minimal, too.
0: I mean, but it's, it's it's better than the regular season, though.
1: I will say it just a little bit.
0: I was just looking at the I was just looking at the stats and uh, Brandon Ingram had twenty two points and five five rebounds, five assists.
1: Yeah. Brandon Ingram, I believe, was yeah uh, Brandon Ingram was the high scoring Pelican.
2: Yeah. And
1: the high scoring Toronto Raptor, on the other hand, Pascal Siakam, thirty four points for him. Shot 11 for 26 from the field and was 10 for 11 from the free throw line. And this is someone that I feel like his play is really going to be uh, looked at um, from a wide perspective because just, that I believe it was this past week, he got a four-year, $130 million, uh max extension from the Raptors. And it's pretty surprising considering, I believe, this is only his third year. I believe last year was his second year. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard leaving, like, they were impressed with the way that he was playing to give him that kind of money. So, he's putting up 34. I mean, I, I guess he's doing his job.
0: Yeah. Fred, Fred uh, Van Fleet also put up 34 in, uh, in Tuesday's game. Van
2: F- oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But uh Good game.
0: But he played Van Vliet Van Vliet played uh more minutes than Pascal did. Forty four to thirty-eight. So I, I guess you could say that uh Pascal uh uh had more points like in the time that he's played compared to Fred Van Vliet. And,
1: uh, Kyle Lowry twenty two points in forty five minutes. He almost went the full game. Yeah, him and Van Vliet played the most minutes out of anyone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would think that they would be like the key, like guys that are going to play like the whole game or almost the whole game.
2: Yeah, the all their
1: start their um the the guy with the lowest amount of minutes among Toronto starters was Marcus Gasol played 32 minutes and that's almost three, full quarters. And that's a big man. So that's pretty solid for Gasol.
2: Yeah. I, I
0: expect Ooh. these, I expect some of these guys to play big minutes since uh, Kawhi left.
2: Yeah. I, I still think the Raptors
1: are a talented team. I don't think they're.
0: Yeah. There's no doubt they're, they're talented,
1: but they, no, I definitely feel like they have a talented roster.
0: Yeah, they do. They still do. They they only lost Kawhi, pretty much.
2: Yeah.
1: The way they embraced him, even though I really really liked, they they weren't like they, there was no hate towards him. It was all love. I mean, they, he he pretty much gave them a championship, and that's yeah, that's what you want to see. It's all love.
0: You usually see teams one, are once players gets gets traded, their fan base just constantly booze them whenever they're on the court or, or whatever sport they're playing well I don't I don't feel yeah. like I feel like they're gonna be supportive of Kawhi and they should be they brought he brought him them a championship so it only makes sense for them to still be a I'd still be a Kawhi, Kawhi fan if I was a Raptors fan no matter even if he's he is he did get traded
1: well yeah, he left in free agency though. Yeah, and that's, that's what I mean. Safety. Even if he
0: left in free agency.
1: Yeah. They would still go like burn jerseys or whatever, but no, it was all up for those uh the, the Canadian fans up there they embraced him Respect. and Respect. you know, he, he he just he went about his business. He just wasn't acting like a jerk or anything, just he did what he had to do and didn't make a big fuss about it.
0: Yeah, I have full respect for Toronto fans Just because and of that
1: And Kawhi And man. Kawhi Which also leads me to my next point point. And Kawhi and his new team, the LA Clippers Also, congratulations to the Raptors on the win The banner night And the yeah. rings Rings look pretty, pretty sexy For real I mean, lots of diamonds and rubies on that thing Heck yeah Pretty
0: cool Yeah, but and, uh, just congrats to the Raptors for winning the championship last last season. It was a oh, great, yeah. it was a good run for them. It was uh it was something special to watch too, and
1: I loved watching every, really every
0: minute of the NBA Finals. That that was electric. That series.
1: Yeah. It it honestly brought a little bit of joy to me. I thought that was really good for the NBA to see a team E-team. like, that, like yeah. that take down the Warriors. Because yeah. considering the Warriors have been the best team in the NBA, winning the finals pretty much every single year the past couple of years, it was cool to see a team like that come out of nowhere, kind of, and and take down Golden State. Because I'm pretty sure most people had Milwaukee in the finals, yeah. And the, and Toronto just completely came back and turned the tables against Milwaukee. Yeah,
0: it was it was awesome what they did.
2: Very very cool.
0: Uh, I'm a I may be of a. Bar. A bandwagon Raptors fan now?
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: So we are going from Kawhi Leonard's old team, the Toronto Raptors, who did win on opening night, to his new team, the Los Angeles Clippers, as they squared off with their arch rival, the Los Angeles Lakers. And these that- two, these two
0: teams probably had the most buzz in the free agency. I would
1: not doubt that at all. Clippers, Lakers, right up there with Buzz. And Kawhi Leonard, new team, the LA Clippers taking on LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. The LA Clippers came out on top for this one 112 to 102. And I think that victory was pretty significant by the Clippers because Paul George did not play that game. This th- this victory was done without Paul George. And we all know that Kawhi only wanted to go to the Clippers if he can recruit someone like Paul George. Like, P- Paul George was the man that Kawhi Leonard wanted to recruit to the Clippers. He basically said, "Look man, if I'm coming out here to LA, I'm getting I'm getting you." So you better make a move. He, he told the Clippers organization, you better make a move for him. If, and if you don't, I'm not coming over. And that's exactly what the Clippers did. And Oklahoma City, you know, they haven't been really going anywhere. Despite the talent, talented roster, they gave him up. And there we go. And I think this just shows the, the, the power and the depth behind this Clippers roster. Getting it done over the Lakers, who made a lot, a lot of offseason moves behind Kawhi. I mean, I'm sorry, behind uh, LeBron James. I mean, Anthony Davis is here. Danny Green's here. A lot of stuff is happening for the Lakers. And for the Clippers to come out on top without Paul George is pretty pretty notable.
0: Yeah. Kawhi also put up uh, impressive numbers, too, in his first game with the Clippers. He played uh, 32 minutes, 30 points. It's the most we've seen so far. And he had six rebounds and five assists. That that that's the choir I
2: know. Yeah, he. I I honestly
1: think he's the best player in basketball. Yeah, I, and I think people people mostly knew he was a good player. Like even in the playoffs, like that run with the Raptors in the playoffs. I feel like people knew he was already a good player, but just watching and seeing like what he did, I think. It really turned on people, and, and it made people say, "Like this guy might be the real deal." Like people were watching him play, and slowly but surely, I just was more and more impressed with him every every single time I would watch him. And look at him right now, and
2: the league is dictating in his hands, essentially.
0: Yeah. I'm a huge Kawhi fan now.
2: I'm, yeah. just,
0: I'm just watching him. He, is, he 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 knows so much about the game. His IQ level is, is above the roof.
1: He is very smart.
0: He's he's a talented mm-hmm. player for sure.
1: I mean, like I so, say, yeah, against this Lakers team, Clippers and Lakers with the most buzz, everyone was anticipating this matchup because – The superstars that you know finally came to LA. They finally meet you know the first the first uh, first game of the season, and Clippers are on top. And I think a lot of people might have had the Lakers there. You know, a lot of people were saying that LeBron and Anthony Davis are still the, the the more talented duo than Kawhi and Paul George. But I feel like with how the Clippers handle themselves against this team without Paul George and with a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis just goes to show you how dangerous this Clippers roster really can be.
0: Yeah. Something else that surprised me is uh Lou Williams. He stepped up and put put up twenty one. I did not expect that out of him. For the clips? Yeah.
1: Lou Williams is a really good I think he's a sixth man.
0: Yeah.
1: He's a really he's a really good and underrated player.
0: But like, I didn't think that he's gonna how how good he was gonna perform? I didn't know how good he was gonna perform, but he's he was the second best scorer on the team.
2: Lou Williams, uh, he's a he's a pretty good point guard. He's been around for a while.
0: Yes. What well, and what in the second quarter the Clippers put up forty points. What do you think of that?
2: I mean, that's that's crazy.
0: We are just talking about how, like, 31 was good or whatever it was.
2: 31, yeah. Clippers put up 40.
1: I mean, I'm pretty pretty sure around 10-ish years ago, some teams would have under – I mean, it it is probably uncommon, but some teams would have under 40 points in the hat.
2: Yeah. And
1: the Clippers put up
2: 40 in one quarter. That just shows
0: you how – the league has changed over the years, and how it it got better every every year. It takes a, another step up the stairs
1: this is yeah this is an offensive
0: offensive minded
2: game
1: shooting first game yeah The game is pretty much based on who could shoot the long ball the best
0: It's fun to watch a long ball too
2: no that's. That is pretty much how it is.
1: Oh, I, I also wanted to mention we you know we, I was talking about how the Clippers beat their R the Lakers 112-102 without Paul George. And and this again just continues to back my point. They the Clippers, this is Tuesday the twenty second, they play the Lakers. They go to the new home of the Warriors in San Francisco on Thursday, they go to play the defending
2: Western Conference champions, the Golden State Warriors, who, don't get me wrong,
1: have gone through a lot of changes, but are still a very good team. And again, no Paul George, no problem. They go in there and win 141 to 122. That
0: That's... High scoring, that's incredible.
1: It is. The Clippers put up 35 in the first, 30 in the second, 46 in the, third. in the third, and 30
0: in the fourth. We might as well get used to the Clippers putting up 40-plus in a quarter, at least a game.
1: Uh, and here's the crazy thing about the 141. Kawhi only had 21 of those points. Wow.
2: Hey, there's there's our there's our guy Lou Williams, leading leading scorer up there. Very interesting.
0: Lou Williams put up twenty two, Kawhi twenty one, Patrick Patterson twenty, uh, Montrez Montrezl, uh Harrell eighteen.
2: And then uh, Ivica and put up 16. Lou, Lou Williams didn't even
0: start either, I don't think.
1: No, yeah, the starters for this game, Clippers and Warriors, were Patrick Patterson, Kawhi Leonard, Ivoska Zubich, Patrick Beverly, and Landry Shamet were the starters.
0: Lou Williams didn't even start, and he somehow got the – it in scoring. That's a solid six-man yeah. to have.
1: Montrezl Harrell, yeah, another 18. Patrick Beverly, though, only put up five in 28 minutes. Pretty surprising though, but Patrick Beverly is a great defender. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we were, we were just talking about how the defense in the NBA is on a decline, but I'm going to talk about this Clippers team in the way that this trio could play defense, because honestly, I know defense is scarce, but this trio and the Clippers, they actually know how to play defense. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly are three of the players who really actually do know how to play defense in today's NBA. And honestly, when Paul George comes back, this will be scary, defensively and offensively.
2: Wow. I I might have to change my pick of who's gonna win the
0: cha- the championship now.
1: I mean, yeah, we're all, we're only two games in.
0: But still, it's oh. impressive what the Clippers have been able to do in two two games.
1: Two games without their probably number two player.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, looking. Looking at some other scores here, there was another notable one I did want to touch upon. The this was Wednesday the twenty-third. Minnesota Timberwolves defeat the Brooklyn Nets 127 to 126 in overtime, but I don't think the Timberwolves win was the main highlight. The main highlight was Kyrie Irving scores 50 points in his Nets debut and missed the final shot to win the game. 50
0: points in his debut.
1: 50 points in his Brooklyn Nets debut.
2: Dang. I think they said that's that's the most a player has put up in a debut ever. Wow. I don't know what to say to that. I'm speechless there.
1: Yeah, the Nets came back from a twelve point halftime deficit. And they rallied and scored seventeen more in the third quarter to take a five point lead. Minnesota tied it and then won by one point in overtime. Also, Carl Anthony Towns for the Timberwolves took thirty six points. Not bad for a center.
2: Not no, not bad at all. Who's
1: the who's the last guy that put
0: up fifty in a game? Kobe? Wait, what's up? Who was the last person to put up fifty points in a game, Kobe?
2: Definitely
0: not. Or, because that's the one that sticks out of my sticks out of uh, my mind is uh, Kobe's yeah. last game. Put up Kobe's last game put up like fifty-two, I think, or something. like oh, that. Oh,
1: you're talking about his last, His yeah, his last game he put up like sixty-two.
0: <laughs> that that's impressive.
2: Yeah, I also
1: did see oh, the, the, the Lakers hating
0: the ball a, a hell of a lot. Yeah. Since, uh, since we're talking about the Lakers right now, uh, we're going to go to uh, Friday's game, ten twenty five. Lakers and Jazz. The Lakers held off the Jazz and won 95-86, to and LeBron went off in this game.
1: 32 points by LeBron.
0: LeBron. Yeah, LeBron put up 32 in 31 minutes. 10 assists, 7 rebounds. Almost a triple double.
1: I think you know what I'm going to say here about
2: the surprising stat of the game. What are you going to say? Or do you? The final score?
0: 95 to
2: 86. Very interesting to see that the high is only a ninety-five from the yeah. Lakers. They really yeah. lit it up in the second half. They mm-hmm. put up fifty-two in the second half. Uh yeah. Actually both both teams
1: were pretty pretty yeah. good. The Lakers mm-hmm. led it to half forty three to thirty seven. So six points. And if I'm doing my math right, the Linkers outscored the Jazz 52 to 49 in the second half. So a little bit more offense in the second half. But overall, this would this I mean this now this seems like definitely a way more low scoring game in today's NBA. But in you know 20 some years ago, 20 30 years ago, this was like like the normal scores. Yeah. Maybe even a little lower sometimes
0: too. Mhm. Anthony Davis also had a pretty had a pretty good game, putting up twenty one. I, I was just off
1: with LeBron. Sometimes he could be dangerous.
0: Yeah, I was just reading an article about like LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and it was like second the second game of the Lakers' seasons when uh, like LeBron and Anthony Davis look like themselves, and that it should continue. I forgot where I read that, but I, I read it, like, right when I went on, like, the NBA site. So, it was, like, one of the, like, the top, like, headlines.
1: Yeah, this is this is a good win for the Lakers, too. Because this Jazz team is nothing to be sorry about. I mean, hmm. this Utah team made the second round of the playoffs, I believe, last year, did they? Yes, I yeah. believe they took out the Thunder
2: in the first round. If I believe not so. I believe they ran into the Warriors, though, in the second round. Yeah. Or maybe this was two years ago. I'm trying to think. No, the Warriors beat the Rockets in the second round. No, yeah,
1: Utah lost in the first round last year. Yeah, the Jazz lost to the Rockets in the first round last year.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then the Rockets went on and lost to Golden State in the second Mm -hmm. round. But this Jazz team, they definitely did get better. I feel like the Mike Conley trade was a trade that was very much underlooked, because Mike Conley can really play, yeah. and good, good all around point guard, good defender too. I like that move. Him yeah. and Don, I, him and Donovan Mitchell, I think will make a pretty good combo.
0: Donovan Mitchell led the led the Jazz in that game, I think I believe, right? Yeah, with 24.
2: 24
0: points. That's a solid game. Wait, what's up? I said that's a solid game, but then it's a huge drop-off after that about the people that – about the scoring.
1: Yeah, Donovan Mitchell with 24. Mike Conley with 13. Emmanuel Moutier had 12. And Georges Niang had ten, and that those were the only players that scored double digits for Utah.
2: Yeah,
0: that that has to be better if you, you know if you want to win games. You, can, you yeah, can't Donovan, rely on just Donovan Mitchell.
1: Overall, the pe overall the people who scored double digits, they shot over overall pretty well. Donovan Mitchell was seven for fifteen,
2: not only, bad. Only
0: Two of them started too
2: yeah
1: yeah uh George's kneeing was two for five, so he, he oh he made a he made a couple free throws, Moody was five for ten, Mike Conley was three of eleven. he yeah. must have had a really cool night mhm, and one for five for three
2: dang.
1: Oh, another game – or another maybe team. A, a, a team that I think is going to impress people a lot this year and maybe do better than a lot of people are predicting, I don't think you will see this coming from me. The Dallas
2: Mavericks. I can see that, yeah.
1: They they got a veteran head coach, Rick Carlisle, 15th season with the Mavericks. Still sticking around. But I think – this veteran head coach in Carlisle is going to go really well with this extremely talented duo in Luka Doncic and Chris Daps Porzingis. I think mm-hmm. this duo is going to be something to watch for, for Utah. Yeah,
0: for sure. They, Doncic and uh, Porzingis, they also had 25 and 24 points. That's like the closest 1-2 scoring that we've seen so far.
1: Oh yeah. And Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic can play. I mean, mm-hmm. I I've seen some of his highlights where he is crossing people over.
0: He got a triple double too.
1: This yeah, this kid is a trip he's another one that racks with the triple doubles. I'm really imp- I'm really impressed with him last year. Him and Trey Young had a really impressive battle for Rookie of the Year. I know Trey Young won it late, but I think this is gonna be oh no, I'm sorry. Luka Doncic did win Rookie of the Year, I- I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Per, yeah. Luka Doncic did win. Yeah, he did. He did? Yeah.
1: Either way, I still think with a healthy Porzingis in the lineup, because Porzingis has had quite a bit of health issues over a while, this Dallas team could be a team that flows under the radar and could be one to watch out for.
2: Very much so. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, also, I can't believe we we, we uh, talked with the Pelicans for two games and talked about the other team and didn't mention the Pelicans themselves and how they are missing probably – maybe the biggest storyline of the offseason in their number one draft pick, like Zion Williamson. He is out for six to eight weeks.
0: Dang that blows.
1: Imagine if they have Zion. They might have won they might have won both games.
0: Mm-hmm. Zion Zion could be a huge difference maker.
1: He can. I mean they only lost by...
0: especially in these close games. He's gonna be a huge me, a key player to have out there.
1: I mean they only lost by eight points to Toronto in OT. Imagine if Zion comes in. I am assuming Zion will put up at least fifteen.
0: And they only lost so to, they only lost by seven in this game.
2: Yeah,
1: I think Zion could be a huge difference, Maker. I mean I'm honestly not hundred percent sure that his overall end, like game like is like great for the NBA. But I will say about him is he's a like, he's a freak athlete. Like, this guy just goes out and just – he freaking balls, man. He just goes out there and just dunks the hell out of people.
2: Yeah.
1: He just doesn't care. mm mm-hmm. sure. He may not have a good three point overall, he may not have, like, like, good defensive skills and good, like, ball-handling skills. But this guy, like, once he gets an op- opportunity –
0: He's gonna take advantage of it. For He'll sure.
1: Take
0: advantage. I I can't wait. For, I can't wait to watch uh, Zion actually play. I'm sorry. Who? Zion Williamson.
2: Zion. Yeah. It's Zion. Zion. <laughs> that's all good. That's all good. It's it's
0: 1:40 in the morning. Chill out.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: I know. Lon- Lonzo. <laughs> but... Lonzo put up 15 in that game.
1: I'm interested to see what he's gonna do with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't really do much with the Lakers.
0: So as of right now, he's doing probably better than he has with the Lakers.
1: I think Lonzo is more. I don't think he's a huge like shooter. I think his game is more so. Hey, he'll pick up some buckets here and there, but I think he'll be a good assist machine.
0: Yeah, I see that.
1: Because I yeah, he plays point. He he plays point guard. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Or Drew Holiday and him probably switch. Yeah. We'll look at their starting lineup for this game. Derek Favors, Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, Alonzo Ball, J.J. Redick. See, that's tough because Holiday, Ball, and Redick are all guards.
2: Yeah. So they would mm. – that's I've
1: never seen this kind of formation before.
2: Because
1: mm. Redick, Redick has been a, sh- a long-time shooting guard. I believe this is his 14th year. He's been around for a long time. So, Holiday has always been a point guard, and Alonzo has always been a point guard. So, it's very interesting to see nobody is really adapting that center position out of their starting lineup crew.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, they do have a center in Jaleel
2: Okafor, but he did not start and only played seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Very interesting lineup there for the Pelicans.
0: Very interesting. I mean, if it works, it works. Then. But so far, hasn't done, that, hasn't done good.
1: Yeah, and we all know when Zion comes back, he'll be – he'll feel, in, I think, in the power forward position probably. Or maybe small.
2: Yeah.
1: I believe Zion is a power, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he he most of the time goes up in the paint and just puts the ball in. Yeah. Most of the time. Is there any other
2: games that stick out to you? Oh, there was one one more on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? No, it was
1: Thursday. The Milwaukee Bucks came back against the Houston Rockets. That game was pretty interesting.
2: I'm, I'm honestly surprised the Rockets lost. I I did exactly not I did not expect the Bucks to pull this one off. Giannis put up thirty for the Bucks.
1: A huge comeback win too from Milwaukee. Oh, mm. well, maybe not huge, but still, it was one seventeen, one eleven was the final. Uh, Milwaukee outscored the Rockets thirty nine twenty four in the fourth quarter. So. Actually, uh, that's a nine-point deficit.
2: Yeah, nine-point deficit. So that—that's, that's not—that's not, that's no gimme.
0: Yeah. Still have to play catch-up though.
1: Exactly. Again, look at Giannis. Giannis, uh, I'm looking in the box for Milwaukee. Giannis into the combo.
0: Thirty points.
1: He is the main man in Milwaukee.
0: Triple-double. Triple,
1: 30 points, yeah, triple-double. But I, th- I think the thing that I'm most looking at right now is the contribution, I guess. I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people score at least 10 points on the Bucs. Giannis Antetokounmpo was the only player out of those seven to score over 15. Mm-hmm. 30 points. Next task was Wesley Matthews with 14 then we got Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Eric Bledsoe all had 11. Irsan Ilyasova had 13. And Pat Connaughton had 10.
2: Again, this is Giannis. This is just his. He's the star. You're going to get the most production out of him. Yeah. Giannis
0: Giannis is the go to. He's he's the he's the future. He's the main.
1: Am I really am I really seeing here that James Harden shot two for thirteen?
2: That's crazy. Two for thirteen. Two for thirteen. Dang. I wonder what happened.
1: He wants a well he had nineteen. So he must have had a lot of free throws.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He made one three, so that's a three, and then the other one must have been a two.
0: Yeah, he wasn't even the leading scorer on his team. Russ was Russell Westbrook put up twenty four.
1: I don't think Russell Westbrook gets enough love.
0: Yeah, honestly. he had sixteen rebounds too.
1: He's an he's he is insane. He's an animal. Honestly, honestly, I feel like Russell Westbrook. I don't know why people talk about him like he's not like a top five player in this He definitely NBA. is,
2: 100%. Nobody, nobody,
1: nobody does what he does and puts up triple doubles like that every single game. I honestly don't know why that's just so overlooked.
0: Yeah, he always gets hate for no reason.
1: Like people, ever, ever
0: since he left the Thunder, he's gotten hate.
1: People are talking about him like, well, even like when he was still on the Thunder the last couple of years. I feel like it, it's, it's been ever since Kevin Durant left.
2: Yeah,
0: I see that.
1: But I just... It's crazy to me, though, how, like, he's the one that's putting up, like, a majority of the triple-doubles in the NBA. And people are just like, oh, it's another triple-double. But that's it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody's like, it's another triple-double. It, it, why are we not focusing this? Like, Westbrook is a great player. Yeah. Like, top five. Because most people... I've seen literally a lot of people – he's not even top ten on people's list. I'm like, how? Oh, this guy is putting up triple Yeah, I don't, I don't know how
2: – out, out.
0: out of the amount he of triple doubles that he puts up, I don't know how he's not top five on people's list. Literally. He may be even top, like, three.
1: And, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Though. I mean, you, I think Kawhi would be up there. I think Giannis might be up there. Yeah. Maybe throwing LeBron.
2: Mm, yeah, Russell LeBron or Russ.
1: Yeah, and the top the the others are tough, too. You got Anthony. I think Anthony Davis has a case. James Harden has a case.
2: There's a lot of guys up there. There's a lot. Yeah, a lot of solid people. Yeah. It is top. But I don't think
1: Westbrook gets enough love. Even Damian Lillard, maybe not top five, but Damian Lillard is probably a solid top ten player.
2: Yeah. hmm I agree. Even Curry. Mm-hmm. Curry's
0: Thompson definitely up maybe. there. Thompson's up there.
1: I just think Westbrook is better than, like, a lot of those people. The only the only people that I don't think he'd be ahead of my list is probably Kawhi and maybe Giannis. Yeah. I
2: still think Kawhi is the best player. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as of uh, as of standings right now in the NBA, it's the
0: Hawks in the for the Eastern Conference it's the Hawks, Sixers, Heat, they're all two and zero. Celtics, Raptors, two and one, Bucks, Cavs, Magic, Nets. Hornets one and one, then the Pistons, Wizards, Bulls, Pacers, and or up to the Bulls they're one and two, then the Pacers and Pacers are zero two, Knicks are zero and three. Western Conference wow, Western Conference we got the Nuggets at two and zero, Mavericks two and zero, Timberwolves two and zero, Spurs two and zero, Suns two and one, Clips two and one. Jazz 2 and 1, Rockets 1 and 1, Lakers 1 and 1, Trailblazers 1 and 1, Warriors 0 oh 1, Grizzlies 0 oh 2, Thunder
2: 0 oh 2, Kings 0 oh 3, Pelicans 0-3. Oh a little
1: surprising there about Sacramento. I think they got a, they got a young talented roster in them too.
0: I think it'll just take time for them. Yeah. Before they start heating up. Because once they heat up, I think they'll be, they'll be up there for sure.
1: Oh yeah, this is so early. You're literally talking about like two, three games in yeah. compared to like a uh, eighty-two game season.
2: Yeah. It'll start
1: getting better once, you know, about a month or so goes by.
2: Yeah.
1: End of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. End of the year That's is the, all that matters. With
1: the, with the, with the, true top contenders
0: are end of the year is all that matters is that is what matters end of the year
2: exactly it all determines who gets in the playoffs compete for that championship oh yes is there anything else you want to touch up on before we move on to college basketball I don't think so, honestly. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: All right, so for college basketball, the NCAA rankings just came out. Tyler, do you want to give out the rankings?
1: For sure. you want me to go top
2: 25 or kind of stop at something first?
0: You want to go top 25?
1: You want me to name them all at once?
0: Sure. Go for it.
1: All right, in order, this is the official Associated Press preseason top 25. In order, Michigan State with sixty first-place votes, Kentucky two first-place votes, Kansas had three first-place votes. Then, topping off the rest of the top 25, we have Duke, Louisville, Florida, Maryland, Gonzaga, North Carolina, Villanova, Virginia, Seton Hall, Texas Tech, Memphis, Oregon, Baylor, Utah State, Ohio State, Xavier, St. Mary's, Arizona, LSU, Purdue, Auburn, and VCU rounds out the top
2: 25. Those
0: are some good teams up there. Some some big-name schools. As long as oh, some, like, uncommon, like, uncommon teams that aren't usually up there, but they are now.
1: I don't know what I'm more shocked at. Maryland at number seven or Seton Hall at number 12? Mm-hmm. Like, Maryland made the tournament last year as a sixth seed. But they weren't even really ranked all season. And all of a sudden, they're the second-highest Big Ten team on Michigan State. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a little...
1: Very interesting. That's
0: interesting. And then Seton Hall at 12?
1: Seton Hall, like, yeah. Out of the Big East, they're still behind Nova. The-
0: what was Seton Hall really- last year? What's up? What was Seton Hall last
2: year?
1: See, I believe Seton Hall did not make the NCAA tournament last year. Clicking on their
2: team right now. Oh, they play Michigan State third game of the season, mm. number one. And they play Oregon. Ooh.
1: They play number one Michigan State on the 14th, and they play number 15 Oregon on
2: the 27th. Dang.
1: Oh, I'm also a little surprised at UNC number nine, because honestly, this is just me. I feel like there's always, like, a big four in college basketball. Like, there's always four teams that everyone always talks about that are always up there in favor it. It's Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina.
2: Yeah.
1: And notice a trend. They're three, three, four. And then all of a sudden, UNC's nine.
2: They took a little bit of a tumble. Everyone, Everyone still talks about them, though. Like, they're always,
0: like... They're all, they're always in my top four for like March Madness and all that. They're
1: always, they're always pretty relevant. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I think though, a pretty noticeable thing is that the I did mention the first place votes. So uh so sixty-five
2: people made up, or
1: I think I don't know if you know how the rankings go, but sixty-five people from the Associated Press make their own top twenty-five. And they calculate how many points each team has and, like, each player's top 25. So, let's say, I think, for example, let's say, like, Michigan State and mine is number one. They get 25. So, and it keeps going down the list. So, Michigan State had 60 first-place votes. Dang. 60 of the 65 people in the AP of Michigan State
2: number one. Wow. Number two,
1: Kentucky had two first place votes, and number three, Kansas had three first place votes. But I think that that veteran roster for Michigan State is a big reason why they are number one. I mean, they, Cassius Winston, who might be the best player in the nation, is uh, decided to come back for his senior year after leading the Spartans to a Final Four appearance with an upset victory over Duke. It's pretty telling when you got a superstar mm-hmm. like that comes back.
2: Yeah. They, they have a solid, they have a sta- solid starting line Stacked.
1: Also, uh, I'm pretty surprised to see Louisville randomly up there at number five, considering I think they were on a postseason ban last year. Either they were on a postseason ban, or they weren't good enough to make the tournament. And then all of a sudden, here they are, number five.
0: It's an interesting move.
1: And this is, yeah, post the post Rick Pitino era. After that whole, those whole allegations started to shake down.
2: Yeah. Louisville doing it. Florida, number six,
1: another interesting team up there. They did make the tournament as a ten seed last year, lost in the second round to Michigan, but. Again, just surprising. They weren't really up in the conversation all year. Here they are number six. They landed eight. They landed, I think, the top graduate transfer this offseason and Kerry Blackshear Jr., who transferred from Virginia Tech. That's really going to help them out this year. He, Blackshear was a good player and did, and did some good things last year for the Hokies.
2: Yeah. Overall, though, I feel like college basketball
1: is is pretty unpredictable. Like
0: it's definitely unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen.
1: Teams, like you're going to have teams that come out of nowhere in the top twenty five and make a run in the season and be like, "Whoa!" Like
0: just just like uh, Loyola did like two years ago, I believe it. It was
1: oh, that was that was such a feel good story. It was.
0: They made it to the elite eight or no, a top
1: final four, final four, yeah. They were leading at the half against Michigan, too, and then they just fell apart.
0: Yeah. They, they were not expected to go all the way to the Final Four, either. They oh, no. they're expected to lose, like, first or second round, though.
1: No? You know what? Actually, that's funny. I, I remember my bracket for that year. I had Loyola actually going to the Sweet 16. I had them upsetting Miami in the first round, and I had them upsetting, I believe it was Tennessee, in the second round. Hey, they, went two, the they went two
0: rounds more after that. I,
1: I know. I, had, I was like, wow. And then I was like, wow, okay, I got that right. But then I was like, whoa. They, How they made a couple of nights. Nice
0: How sick would, would that be if they actually made it to the final?
2: That would be crazy.
0: Especially being, like, in the Chicago area. That would be crazy.
1: That would be so good. Honestly, though. Not sure how we do in the final because I don't know if you remember that year. I think everyone kind of knew that Villanova yeah. was such a dominant role, and nobody was gonna match them.
0: Yeah, I, I, had Villanova winning, that winning, uh, the finals of that round, that, that March Madness, and I, I created like ten to fifteen brackets during that oh, time. God. And, like, I'm pretty sure I had half of them Villanova. And half of them were, like, Duke or North Carolina.
1: See, I always do one bracket every year. And this bracket was by far the worst bracket I've ever done in my life, 2018. Because guess who I picked to win that that year, 2018? Who? Cool. None other
2: than Virginia. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah I, I, rem- I remember that.
1: Seed. Uh,
0: that that was a mistake. I I'm don't per- even know what to say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last year was my worst round of March Madness. I don't remember who I picked to win, but it was not not anyone in the top in the final four.
1: Oh, you mean like this past year, the twenty nineteen? Yeah. I picked Duke to win. My final four was wild. I got no final four teams right.
0: I honestly think I picked Michigan to win that last year.
2: Yeah, I had Duke, and. I'm trying to think. Who did I have Duke go up against? I had Duke, I think.
1: I had Duke and Villanova. Duke and Villanova. Villanova took a step back the last year. Yeah. They were not the same team they were last year. Mm
2: -hmm. Not at all. Granted, they did lose a couple people to the NBA. Yeah.
0: Villanova is always in the talk, though. No matter what year.
1: Yeah, there's, I think there's still the class of the Big East. Yeah. Looks like them in Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. We'll have some some bragging to do.
2: Yeah.
1: they are the only two teams ranked in the Big – I'm sorry, not the Big 12, the Big East. Yeah. Villanova 10, Seton Hall
2: 12. And –
1: The ACC, though, I feel like the ACC is always, like, the best conference in college basketball. You got Duke up at four, Louisville five,
2: North Carolina at nine, Virginia at 11. And that's actually it. There's only four teams.
1: But they're all right close to each other. I feel like the ACC in basketball is, like, the SEC in football. Yeah. Top notch. Mm -hmm. Top notch every year college basketball is always so unpredictable. You never know what could happen.
0: Yeah, it's always a surprise no matter what year.
1: I'm keeping all my options open for that. I mean, look at Utah State at number 17. Who in the world saw Utah State making the pre preseason rankings? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone did.
0: Who even is Utah State?
1: <laughs> well, Utah State's not like that unknown, but <laughs> – I know,
0: but it's, it's, I was not expecting them to be in the pre-rankings.
1: Yeah. Even Memphis, though, too. Memphis at 14. I know Memphis has always been, like, a little bit of an underrated basketball school. They made the national championship about 10 years ago. Um, I heard they were actually doing really good recruiting-wise compared to these, like, Power 5 schools. But I did not expect them to, to crack the preseason rankings with other uh, head coach Penny Hardaway. So, pretty good for the Tigers.
2: Yeah. I believe it.
1: They got a couple good people come out of there. And they are, they are the only team to be ranked from the American Athletic Conference. Dang. I'm just skimming it over again. Yes. Memphis is the only team from the American Athletic Conference to be ranked preseason.
2: Dang. Dang.
1: Yeah, so I think college basketball, I, I
2: don't
0: have anything else really. Yeah, I don't really have anything Ooh. else to say to that besides it's going to be a, another fun season of college basketball, March Madness, and we honestly never know what's going to happen. It's always a, always a surprise, especially March Madness. There's, you cannot predict anything. It's very unpredictable, which, which makes it fun. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, so I okay. think
1: it's always one of my favorite
0: times of the year. Is for sure. All right, so I think we'll move into our final topic, which is the NHL, and we're almost almost a month into the NHL season, and so far it's a it's a pretty good year for for hockey. Got a lot of good teams a lot of teams that you wouldn't expect to be on the top or like close to like the middle of the standings so it's always interesting to see how how hockey always goes personally I love hockey so I pay a lot of attention to it and it's all it's always fun watching watching all these games
2: Yeah, I mean, you play hockey, so.
0: Yeah, so I know a lot.
2: He is, he, is,
1: he is a hockey hockey fanatic, that's for sure.
0: That is for sure. So I'll just go by the standings for now, and then we could pick, like, a few teams to talk about. So in the Metropolitan Division, we got the Capitals 8, 2, and 3. Carolina 7-3 and 1. The Islanders are 7 and 3. Penguins 7 and 5. Blue Jackets 5-4 and 2. Flyers 5-3 and 1. Rangers 3-4 and 1. New Jersey Devils 2-5 and 2. Then for the Atlantic, we got Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres 9-2 and 1. Boston 7-1 and 2. Toronto Maple Leafs 6-5 and 2. Tampa Bay Florida 4-2-4, Montreal 5-4-2, Detroit 3-8, and And Ottawa 2-7-1, and And then we get to the Western Conference in the Central Division. We got Colorado, who's 8-2-1, Nashville 7-3-1, St. Louis 5-3-3, Winnipeg 6-6, Dallas 4-8-1, Minnesota is four and seven, and then Chicago Blackhawks are two, five, and two. And then for the last division, we got the Pacific Division. And the Oilers are eight, two, and one. The Anaheim Ducks are seven and five. Vegas Golden Knights, seven and five. Calgary Flames, six, five, and two. Arizona Coyotes, six, three, and one. Vancouver, six, three, and one. San Jose Sharks, four, six, and one. And then the Los Angeles Kings, who are four and seven, so it's a pretty pretty in, pretty interesting spread between the teams, and some some teams I I do not expect to be on the bottom that are on the bottom,
2: and some teams on the top that are that I don't think will last on the top. Yeah, you you can go first if you want. All right, so I'm going to go with the Buffalo Sabres. They're currently
0: in first place. They got nine wins, two losses, and one overtime loss, which I'm honestly really surprised that they're in first place right now. But, like, I mean, I guess they did the same thing last year, but, like, I don't think this lead is going to last because last year – they're like twenty and nine at one point in the season, and then they
2: dropped all the way
0: they dropped all the way to to seven in a wild in for a wild card spot and uh they dropped to sixth in the atlantic division went thirty three and thirty nine not even finishing over five hundred so I don't I don't think this lead will last. I think it'll be a classic Buffalo move where they start up top and like they'll do really well at like the first half and then they're gonna drop off the second half. <clears throat> they they do have pretty good goaltending though, like besides like their record, like how they usually drop. They have uh Carter Hutton and Linus Olmark. They're both pretty – they're both solid goaltenders for their team. And they also got, like, Jack Eichel, who is unreal, um, unreal. He's a pure goal scorer. Their defense is pretty solid right now, too, which it was last year, and then it dropped big time by the halfway point of the season. Yeah,
1: Jack Eichel's a pretty good player. I've seen some of his goals – from highlight reels and and he's an he's an impressive player. He is. Carter Hutton though, wasn't he? Didn't he start up on the blues? Yeah he, oh.
0: he played for St. Louis for three seasons I wanna say.
2: Let me check. Yeah. I did I definitely have heard his name before. In two seasons he played for the Blues. Okay.
0: And then he played for the Predators for three seasons. He played. For, he played a game for the Hawks too in 2012-13.
1: Oh man, he's been around for, uh, around for that long. I didn't even
0: know that. Yeah, because he played for Rockford in 2012-13 in the AHL. He's he's been in the he's been playing in uh, the NHL since 2012, 2013. So, he's been in the league for a while.
1: Bad. Not bad. I think the team that I'm going to go with here is the Dallas Stars. They were a team that I thought that would, that would definitely make a little bit of a rise up this, this season, and especially acquiring – Joe Pavelski in the offseason from the Sharks, which I thought was a very interesting move that he wanted to sign with someone else other than the Sharks. I thought this would this one would be a huge dividend for the Stars. Now you have another superstar on their team other than the guys who are already superstars on that team named Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn. I think both all those players are really, really good. Um, I've always been surprised that they haven't been better, honestly. And, I mean, they got a great goalie in Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop has a lot of playoff experience. And I just, like I said, I just, even though the Central Division is, honestly, the toughest division in hockey, I just thought the Stars would be that one team that would take a nice little leap up this year. And right now they're in fifth with only nine points it's still early, but they still got some time.
2: Yeah, Colorado,
1: man. I know, is a good team that made the playoffs. Nashville's always right up there. St. Louis, fresh off the cup, I knew they were going to be strong. And then Winnipeg has been strong in the last two, three years. So they got some time. But I, I, I just thought the Stars would be a little more up there.
0: Yeah, Dallas also got uh, Corey Perry this year from uh, Anaheim.
1: Oh, Corey Perry's in the stores now too. Yeah,
0: so that also oh, adds man. to like their scoring, their offense.
1: Oh man, yeah. Is Corey Corey Perry's not as good as he used to be though? Right? Because no. I remember when he was in the prime in the Ducks, he was nuts.
0: Yeah, in the, in his prime, he was nuts. Now he's he's still he's still pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but he's definitely not where he was like, what four or five years ago.
1: Even like, even like ten years ago yeah. when he was.
0: I think he like led the NHL in scoring and I think it was twenty title twenty eleven. Yeah, something like that. Good player though. For real. Another team I wanna to touch on is uh the no one else but nothing else but uh the Calder or the Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues. Winning the w- winning the Stanley Cup. So first of all, congrats to the Blues for winning the Stanley Cup. And
1: uh, what if, w- maybe one of the most incredible runs in sports history. I'll, I'll say
0: it was a it was it's a great story. Coming from dead last, January fifth or January twenty first or something like that, going all the way up yeah. to first and winning
1: the cup. Thirty first or
0: thirty first. That and
1: insane. yeah. Literally, you can't get a more feel-good sports story than that Mm -hmm. right there.
0: And it all came down to Jordan Bennington coming up from the AHL San Antonio rampage. And boy, did he prove that he deserves to be in the NHL. The kid is outstanding.
1: (laughs) Jordan Bennington proved that he, yeah, like like you said on your Instagram story the other day, that he's a stud.
0: He is. He He He
1: plays like it. and. He acts like it too, his, and his
0: work ethics are crazy.
1: And yeah, I think obviously that goalie change was a was a really good success for the for the Blues. It
2: was a key battle. to why they won the Cup.
1: Yeah, a big reason why. I mean, obviously, not just the goalie change. But I feel I feel like it had to be a collaborative team effort too. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ryan – did they, didn't they acquire Ryan O'Reilly in a trade, or was he always on the Blues?
0: He was, he's been on the Blues for the past few years.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Ryan O'Reilly, from what I heard, really stepped up his game later this did. season, especially yeah. in the Stanley Cup, earning the MVP honors.
0: Yeah. The St. Saint, Saint Louis stepped up, like, their entire game, but I think the most important part was uh, Jordan Bennington coming up. Yeah. Cause he, he uh, when he's down in the AHL, like he like lost, like lost uh, some of the rankings in like the depth chart. He went down the depth chart to Willie Huso, I believe. But then, say then uh, Bennington put a lot of work in during the off season, and came up to the Blues. Look where he is now. I actually saw him the day before he got called up uh, at the Chicago Wolves game.
1: That's crazy. Met met with
0: him after the game. And the next day, he's off to St. Louis. And he's been up there ever since.
1: That's crazy. It has been. Well, Well, who was the Rook, now the second year, he'll always be the Stanley Cup champion no matter where he goes.
0: That is true. Just, just like Matt Murray was for the Penguins when he first came up, he was a rookie then, and he took oh, over Mark. He took over Mark Andre Fleury's spot.
1: And, yeah, I know Mark Andre Fleury. Is,
0: and rode them to a Stanley Cup championship.
1: Yeah, yeah. Matt Murray played so much better that year than Fleury. I remember, wasn't that the first. Was that the first
0: of the back to backs or the yeah, second? First of the back to backs. Was the first,
1: and then the second year was Murray again.
0: I I think. I, if I remember right, Flurry and Murray split that. Fleury played like the first like two rounds and then Murray came in because Flurry was not doing so hot towards the end of the second round. And then Yeah, Murray, but wasn't it
1: like two thousand fifteen the Blackhawks won? Yeah. Or
0: yeah. Two thousand
1: sixteen the Penguins, then two thousand seventeen the Penguins. Yeah. And then the Golden Knights came in the league and then Flurry got drafted in the expansion draft.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. they lost to the Capitals.
1: Yeah, what a story though by the Golden Knights to make the Stanley Cup in their first ever season.
0: Mm-hmm. Let alone and and make the playoffs their first two seasons too.
1: I don't. I think that's gonna be hard to top.
0: It is. the The Knights are the best. Have like the most records for an expansion team. I don't think any expansion team has gone close to what the Golden Knights have achieved so far, and they're only in we'll year three.
1: We'll see what this new Seattle team is able to accomplish.
0: I I can't wait to uh for the new Seattle team to come out. I'm curious to see what their name's going to be.
1: Their name is still not released, huh?
0: No, I don't think I don't think it will be until the summer, probably.
1: But it's confirmed that the team is going to be in Seattle,
0: right? Yeah, and they're also expanding the AHL to Palm Palm Springs, I
2: think, in California. So, so oh. Seattle will be their affiliate. Yeah, that makes sense because they got a
1: yeah, they got to add another team.
2: Yeah. Vegas also
0: having the probably the best one of the best goalies in the whole history of the NHL and Marc Andre Fleury. He
2: is a good goalie. He is
0: I'd say top five all time for sure. Really? Maybe top ten all time, actually. Somewhere between top yeah, five been and top a lot ten. Of really
1: good, historically a lot of really good goalies.
0: Yeah. That is true. But Flurry is definitely
2: up there. He's had an amazing career so far, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Yeah. Is there another team you want to talk about?
1: Hmm. I think I'll go this one.
2: After a – after maybe the best regular season
1: um, in maybe NHL history, the Tampa Bay Lightning found themselves eliminated after the first round of the 2019 NHL playoff, which was completely shocking to everyone. Looks like considering they had maybe the best regular season ever in the NHL.
0: They had like 52 wins, I think, or something like that. or. They're what? They had – I'm looking at how many wins they got last year. Insane. 62, 62,
2: 16, and 4. That's insane.
0: 128 points. The next closest was 107.
2: Who was that, 107? That's crazy. That's just –
0: I don't know how you could do that, especially in this day and age, it gets 62 wins in 82 games. That, that's unreal.
1: I think a, mo- a lot of hockey teams are lucky to get a couple over 50. Yeah. Like 51, 52 is considered like a good amount.
0: Yeah. But let alone 62, 62, that's incredible. But the but, bigger story then,
1: was that an improbable first round playoff exit.
0: Yeah. Well then it all comes down the regular season doesn't matter once playoff time comes. And they get swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets four games to nothing.
1: That's right. The big boys did not show up in the playoffs.
0: Nothing was working for the for the Lightning that that series. I was I was thinking that they're going to go for a for a Stanley Cup run, but that ended after the first round.
1: Yeah, extremely probable. Well, my focus was on them because they had a great regular season, a very disappointing playoffs. How would they bounce back with the talented roster? So far, not too bad. Fourth place. That would be, or wait, no, top three in each division in advance, I believe.
2: That wouldn't well almost enough.
1: it's yeah. still early, but they're they're not out of the mix. They're seven points behind, which is totally manageable with this amount of time left
0: yeah they've they only, have- they've only played ten games too, yeah, so lots of hockey to be played still,
1: yeah, and they're five hundred, so they're they're not like a better
2: bad, bad team, mm-. they they like their roster is stacked too.
0: They got Steven yeah, Stamkos. They,
1: they just acquired, or not acquired. They just got uh, Patrick Maroon from the Blues too, I believe, right? Who scored the game winner in the second round for them?
2: Yeah. Very interesting.
1: Um, accusation by Tampa Bay when Maroon. How, after how emotional Maroon was for scoring that goal, and since St. Louis has always been like his home area,
2: yeah, and he leaves right after.
0: Yeah, he goes to Tampa Bay to pair up with Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov. The list goes on and on.
1: Yeah, yeah Tyler Johnson. Andre
0: Vasilevsky as their as their goaltender.
1: T- Tyler Johnson. Tyler right?
0: Johnson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that the Lightning. The, the list oh, uh, just goes on and on. Victor, Victor Hedman.
0: Victor Hedman. The list continues to go on and on. Yeah, that's probably one of the most talented rosters
2: in the NHL right now. No Without doubt. A doubt. No doubt. All right, so. To conclude this episode, we, do you want to talk about the Blackhawks right now? Oh, yeah, sure. Since sure.
0: we're from Chicago. so The Chicago Blackhawks are in seventh place in the Central Division right now. 2-5-2. Not a good start. Not a good start at all. And they just lost to the Hurricanes 4 nothing today. They have a game tomorrow. Against the Kings, it's been a it's been a rocky sea, rocky, rocky road for the Blackhawks these last three years. Since going to the since winning the Calder Cup, or this Stanley Cup in 2015, ever since then they have not been the same Hawks as they used to be. From going 2010, 2013, 2015 to not even being in the playoffs. The last two, or three seasons.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been rough. Yeah, for us Hawks fans.
1: Um, I think the time though that I think the time is now to really start answering the question. Um, have we seen the end of the Chicago Blackhawks dynasty that won three Stanley Cups in the span of five years?
0: As of right now, I think yes, because they 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 have star players like Patrick Kane, Jonathan um uh, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, Brandon, Saad,
1: even Corey Crawford when he's healthy.
0: Even even Crawford when he's healthy, but recently they have not been able to score goals. I mean Kane. Kane is still in his prime pretty much, even though he's thirty. He's still in his prime. He still knows how to score. He he can skate around all these young younger kids still. Kane, Kane
1: is really thirty?
0: Yeah. She's mm-hmm. old. Man. Yeah, yeah, he still plays like he's twenty. That's crazy. I can't
2: I can't believe he's almost thirty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kane Kane's probably – Kane is the best player on the Hawks, no doubt, for sure, 100%. Yeah. But it all comes down to, like, defense and goaltending, I believe, right now. Because the defense has not been there in front of their goaltenders, and their goaltender, Corey Crawford, has been letting in soft goals recently. And you can't win games. if You're going to give up soft goals. And if your defense isn't backing you up, you're not going to win also the score, scoring is a problem too, especially losing four nothing and like getting like one one or two goal games. The scoring needs to especially in this day and age, you need you need you need scoring. You need to be all around, like you need to be completed all around. And I don't think the Hawks are com are that completed as of right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at the last three games for the Hawks. They've been outscored a total of 10-2. to two. They lost 2-1 to one against the Golden Knights in a shootout on Tuesday. They lost 4-1 to one against Philadelphia on Thursday. And then today, shut out by the Hurricanes at home. Or, uh, no, I'm sorry, on the road. I'm sorry about that. On the road against the Hurricanes, they got shut out. It's yeah and it, no,
0: it, like one goal games you that's not going to win you games,
1: no, and especially, I feel like the n h l since last year has really started to come on as a higher scoring league mm-hmm. with I think it's the, been what the 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 reducement of the goalie pads
0: yeah the all, all the gear keeps keeps getting smaller and smaller,
1: yeah, that's allowing for more scoring, hmm and
2: the Hawks are not taking advantage of that, so
0: that that is disappointing. It is. And uh, the the Hawks also acquired uh, Robin Leonard, uh, Vesna finalist during the off season, and he's if if I was uh, Jeremy Colliton right now, Robin Leonard's my go to guy right now. He, Take him
1: Crawford,
0: yeah, taking over Crawford's spot because Crawford is not in his prime anymore. He's not really. He's been giving up soft, soft goals. He's not. He's not been there recently, and I, I believe Robin Leonard has two wins already. They're only two wins, or actually, no, Crawford had a shutout the other day, I believe, or last week. So, but like, still, my go-to guy was Robin Leonard. Especially with him coming off a career year, I'm going to ride on Robin Leonard and see where he takes us.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea.
0: The Hawks also got a Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc was recalled from the Ice Hogs last week. Yeah, or two weeks ago. And curry Kirby's been playing pretty good so far. He's been he has like two or three points I believe right now. And he, yeah, just, scored he, goal. he just got his first career NHL goal on Tuesday, I believe, against Mark Andre Fleury. That's a that's a good
2: that's a good goal to get off of. Very true. Very true.
0: But overall, I say the Hawks should go for Robin Leonard and see how far he could take the Hawks. Like, the Hawks need to be – keep need to keep working on stuff and get well-rounded before the end of the season. It's still a long way to go. A lot of hockey to be played. But if the Hawks want to make the playoffs, they have to be more complete. They have to get some goal scoring from everyone. Their defense needs to – Needs to be solid and their goaltending needs to be strong. Without any of those, you're going to be last in the division, especially in the Central Division, the best, the most competitive division, arguably, in the league.
2: Yeah, for sure. I agree with everything you just said. Is there anything else you want to touch on? I don't think we have anything else, honestly.
0: Alright, so it's currently 2 32 in the morning. And we're doing we're all for the fans, all for you guys. So I I believe this will conclude this week's episode. So thank you guys for watching. Go comment, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Go check out our SoundCloud at on the spot sports. Go check out our Instagram at on underscore the underscore spot underscore sports. So on the, on the spot sports with an underscore in between each word. And we'll catch you guys in the
2: next episode. So we'll see you guys later.